Hello everyone, welcome back to UFOs and other paranormal stuff, and of course welcome to 2021. I hope that you had as good a Christmas as you possibly could, and that the new year is a lot better for you and your family, in fact, for everyone, than 2020 was. As always, thanks for listening, and thank you for sending in your stories. I have had some emailed to, to me over the last five weeks, which will be read out in the next episode. Uh, so please keep them coming to me in at UFOs and other paranormal stuff at gmail.com. Don't forget to keep checking out the Facebook page. Please also do feel free to share it with your friends and family too. Just type in UFOs and other paranormal stuff in the search bar for Facebook and Instagram too. You will find us on Twitter too. At UFOs and OPS is the Twitter handle. Now on with this episode. In this episode, I will be talking about religion and aliens, as well as the news that in the United States of America, a COVID-19 relief bill has just been enacted, which has triggered a 180-day countdown to a UFO report from the Director of National Intelligence. Firstly, religion and UFOs. I want to make it clear right from the start that I do not wish to offend anyone or anybody's beliefs. My podcast is open to everyone on and off the earth, no matter what your religious beliefs and no matter what your beliefs are in general. Back in 2003, I was a huge Star Trek The Next Generation fan. I went to see their final movie that year, Star Trek Nemesis, in which the well-known aliens, the Romulans, were having problems with their close neighbours, the Remans. I knew that the Romulans came from the planet Romulus, but I had never heard of the Remans before, and when it was revealed in the film that they came from a planet called Remus, I started to feel a little bit let down that the writers of Star Trek had cheapened themselves by taking the names of Romulus and Remus from Earth mythology to use them to name alien planets on their show. The mythology goes that Romulus and Remus are twin brothers. Their mother, Rhea Sylvia, a Vestal Virgin and daughter of King Numitor. Rhea conceived the boys when their father, the god Mars, visited her in a sacred grove that was dedicated to him. The king saw the twins as a threat to his rule and ordered them to be killed. They were abandoned on the banks of the river Tiber, but they were saved by the god Tiberinus, the father of the river Tiber, and were looked after by a she-wolf in a cave known as Lupercal. To cut a long story short, they grew up and moved back to the Seven Hills area. After a disagreement, either Romulus or one of his supporters killed Remus, and Romulus went on to become the founder of the city of Rome, according to legend. Like I said, I felt that Star Trek had unnecessarily cheapened itself 
by taking those already established names from folklore and using them for the twin planets. That was until I watched an episode of the original series of Star Trek from the 1960s. The episode is entitled Who Mourns for Adonis? I was a Next Generation fan, remember, and I did not watch many of the original series. In Who Mourns for Adonis, Captain Kirk and Dr. McCoy speculate that their captor, Apollo, was one of a group of powerful aliens that visited Earth a millennia ago and became objects of worship to the people of ancient Greece. Meanwhile, Carolyn, another character from the Starship Enterprise, learns that Apollo belonged to a group of travellers, godlike in the sense of having the power of life and death, but unable to exist without love and worship. He is the last of their kind, the others having given up hope that humans might one day turn back to them. Maybe one of those travellers came from Romulus and another from Remus. That got me thinking about something that I've thought actually for a very long time. What if heaven of Christianity, the seven heavens of Islam, Olympus of Greek mythology, Valhalla, Tian, from the Chinese Confucian tradition, were all the same place? Could it be that Jesus and Thor and Odin and all the other traditional gods and their families all lived in a heavenly part of some Asgardian type of planet or planetary system or even universe and the different versions of hell was a not so nice part of the same place. It could explain a few things that religious people would class as miracles. The Immaculate Conception for example the turning of water into wine might have been the result of use of alien technology. The huge flood from the book of Genesis, the resurrection of Christ and of course the ascension into heaven. The messages passed from God to Moses, crying statues of religious figures, the feeding of the 5,000. Could it have been that these aliens from another planet saw that humans were in trouble and needed their guidance 2,000 years ago? The more and more I think about it, the more I think it may be a big possibility. We would never really know, of course. Could it even be that the gods were in fact alien beings that took some of the population from their world and placed them on Earth because their planet was dying? Maybe the religious texts written by men who told people back then thousands of years ago things like this is the word of God are in fact guidebooks in how to not make the same mistakes that they made leading to the death of wherever they originated from. It is a lot to try and get one's head around. I fully understand that. But that said, even the Catholic Church are taking the UFO thing more seriously than you might expect. Maybe they're preparing followers for disclosure. Reverend José Gabriel Funes, an Argentinian priest 
and researcher at the Vatican Observatory said in 2008 that the possible existence of intelligent extraterrestrials did not contradict church teaching and ruling out existence of aliens would be like putting limits on God's creative freedom. He speculated that such alien life forms could even be free from original sin, remaining in full friendship with their creator. In a 2009 CBS News report, Funes stated, The question of life's origins and of whether life exists elsewhere in the universe are very suitable and it deserves serious consideration. Funes also stated, just as there's a multitude of creatures on earth, there could be other beings, even intelligent ones, created by God. This does not contradict our faith because we do not put limits on God's creative freedom. The report claims that the Catholic Church has been meeting for some time now, discussing the implications of extraterrestrial existence in 2005 and in 2009, with 30 astronomers, biologists, physicists and other experts who discussed the origins of life in the universe. Douglas Vakoch, an American astrobiologist, researcher with the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, also known as SETI, psychologist and president of METI, who had asked Funes to join the team at the Messaging Extraterrestrial Intelligence, stated, It's natural for METI to be in dialogue with Jesuit astronomers because they understand the science behind our search, giving us common ground, while also having expertise in theology, providing a new perspective for our scientists. Even though religion does not offer the tools required for scientific proof that extraterrestrial life exists, Bakoch said, if we find life out there someday, many people will look to their religious leaders to help understand what it means to all of us down here on planet Earth. One of the great misconceptions of the general public is that discovering life beyond Earth will threaten people's religious beliefs. Vakoch said. Research has shown that people who hold no religious belief are often the ones who assume people of faith would be the most shaken by alien life. Zachariah Sitchin, author of books proposing an explanation for human origins involving ancient astronauts, met with Vatican theologian and friend of the Pope, Monsignor Corraldo Balducci to discuss UFO and ET existence. In that discussion, Balducci told Sitchin that life may exist on other planets. It's certainly possible. The Bible does not rule out that possibility. On the basis of scripture and the basis of knowledge of God's omnipotence, his wisdom being limitless, we must affirm that life on other planets is possible. Balducci also said, when I talk about extraterrestrials, we must think about beings that are like us, more probably beings that are more advanced than us, 
and that their nature is an association of a material part and a spiritual part, a body and a soul, albeit in different proportions than those of human beings here on earth. Now, given the fact that many people consider UFOs and alien beings almost blasphemous when mentioned in the same sentence as religion or gods, I find it pretty amazing and important when you hear about people in the Vatican and the Catholic Church in general taking this subject seriously. Maybe that puts me in the category of people mentioned earlier by Douglas Vakoch. What do you think about all of this? Is religion and are the religious ready for disclosure? Is religion created by or about extraterrestrials? Are the origins of Earth species really just from Earth or were they transported here from another planet? Might the answer to that last question really be Noah's Ark? It seems that there are more people starting to ask those questions and questions like those both religious people and non-religious people. I know I have been talking about the Christian religion, but does the question of extraterrestrial life, UFOs, etc. ever crop up in other religions? That is something that I would really like to know, and with your help I can research that for another episode in the future. Email me your thoughts and perspectives on this, please. Given the fact that the show now reaches all corners of the globe and all societies on it, I am very interested indeed to find out what your thoughts and beliefs are when it comes to religion and UFOs. So yes, please do send me your thoughts and feelings to UFOs and other paranormal stuff at gmail.com. On Sunday... The 27th of December 2020, the United States President signed a COVID-19 relief bill committing the United States to a $2.3 trillion, that's £1.7 trillion, pandemic aid package as cases of COVID continue to soar. This bill contained within its 5,000 pages some laws which had very little to do with the pandemic at all. One such law requires the United States Intelligence Services to submit an unclassified report on UFOs to the Senate Intelligence Committee within 180 days. Sky News states that the report must include a detailed analysis of unidentified aerial phenomena data and intelligence reporting collected or held by all of the country's intelligence agencies. It must also include identification of any incidents or patterns that indicate a potential adversary may have achieved breakthrough aerospace capabilities that could put United States strategic or conventional forces at risk. Christopher Mellon a former Assistant Secretary of Defence for Intelligence, said 
the concerns of the public and numerous military personnel have been ignored by the national security bureaucracy for too long. This all follows the Pentagon declassifying three videos and a range of new details about encounters between United States Navy aircraft and UAPs, otherwise known as UFOs, last year. The three short videos were recorded by Navy pilots in November 2004 and January 2015. A voice in one of the videos can be heard saying, there's a whole fleet of them, while another adds, they're all going against the wind, the wind's 120 knots to the west. Nick Pope, the former investigator of UFO phenomena at the Ministry of Defence, told the Metro newspaper, there's a momentum building up and there's no smoke without fire. The clock is now ticking on the Senate Intelligence Committee's demand for a report on the UFO phenomenon from the Director of National Intelligence. A response is due within 180 days of the enactment of the COVID-19 relief bill because this bill contained the Intelligence Author Authorization Act where the UFO requirement was articulated. But the US Department of Defense has known since June of the committee's request and the US Navy's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, UAP Task Force, is probably already working on drafting the response. So we may get it sooner than the late June deadline. This report, important though it may be, is only one part of the wider process. There's a lot going on and we're going to see some big UFO stories in 2021. Mr. Pope also tweeted, Some big UFO stories are coming in 2021, e.g. a report on the phenomena due to go to the Senate Intelligence Committee by late June. And UFO sightings in the UK reached new heights amidst the lockdowns. Alluding to the fact that many more people were looking upwards at the sky instead of at a computer or a phone. Nick Pope also said that sources have told him that the Ministry of Defence, the MOD, is looking into sightings despite its official position that it has no interest in UFOs. Personally, I think that any revelations about UFOs and alien activity on this earth would be very welcome news indeed. After centuries of sightings and decades of cover-ups by governments, the military the world over, I think that it would be a huge and also right thing to do to start to reveal the truth to the public. The public can handle it now. The religious can handle it now. It may cause some panic in some regions, but I think that releasing documents stating that the Rendlesham Forest incident was real, the Roswell crash was real, the Phoenix Lights UFO was real, the mass sightings in Rua, Zimbabwe was real, the USS Nimitz UFO sighting was real, even the Betty and Barney Hill case and others like all of those mentioned were all real, would go a long way to bringing this planet and the people in it into a brand new age. But also it may change the way that the world's public see their governments, forces and even their place in the universe. Who knows, it may even bring the people of the world more together.
Can you imagine that day when world leaders finally come out onto their doorsteps or into the press rooms and state categorically, we are not alone in this universe? I can, and I have imagined that happening since the incident I saw in 1999, mentioned in the first episode of this podcast. But I have to say that I have a feeling that if anything is found, it will simply be covered up, put under the carpet, whatever you want to call it. But maybe that's just the cynic in me. The optimist in me really hopes that these world leaders can now realise that the public can handle the truth that is out there. If there were mass revelations to come by summer 2021, it would definitely vindicate lots of people who have been pilloried for saying what they have seen in the skies around the world. It would also give Dana Scully and Fox Mulder lots more work to do, and that cannot be a bad thing. Again, what do you think? Will this 180-day countdown bring fireworks, or will it just be a damp squib, just maybe covered up? Send me your thoughts and feelings on that and any other topic UFO and paranormal related. The next episode, due out in two weeks' time, is going to be another storytelling episode. From local to global, from UFO to ghostly, whatever your story, please send it in to UFOs and other paranormal stuff at gmail.com and I will read it out on the podcast. Don't forget to join the Facebook group too. Thank you all so much for listening. Stay safe and stay in touch. And I will speak to you very, very soon. Bye-bye now.